Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. All right, News Roundup Information Overload Hour, Sean Hannity Show. Toll free, our number is 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, I've said this before. It's sad for me to say, but I've come to believe it. I know it to be true. Uh, The idea that we have in the United States of America equal justice under the law, I don't believe exists any longer. The idea that we have equal application of laws, I don't believe it exists anymore. Uh, The idea that we now live uh, in in a world where we criminalize political differences, I believe that is very real. If you are a liberal, you can pretty much get away with anything. Then we watch this this whole three and a half year disaster lie, which is the biggest, you know, lie, hoax, conspiracy theory ever. The media mob, uh, pretty much all of them, with the exception of like my show and a few others. And they went out there and they peddled a narrative, a false narrative of Donald Trump and Russia colluding. And we now know that the basis of this FISA application that Hillary Clinton, they used Hillary Clinton's bought and paid for dirty disinformation of, ironically, of all things, Russian dossier. You know, they say, you know, in, on the top of a FISA application, it says verified. OK, well, none of it was verified. And we now know none of it was verifiable. And we now know uh, it was unverifiable because they've the lies in it have been debunked. Then you have Paul Manafort. You know, they, they go back, dig up something that was long dead, gone and buried and forgotten as a means of trying to squeeze him. Well, anyway, uh, Paul Manafort was pardoned by President Trump, thankfully, rightfully, in my view. And Paul Manafort is now telling his story. He's got a new book out. We have it on Hannity.com, Amazon.com. Be out soon. Called Political Prisoner. Paul now gets to tell his side of the story. Uh, which is really good. It's uh, it's subtitled is persecuted, prosecuted, but not silenced. Mr. Manafort, sir, welcome to the program. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate the opportunity to speak to you and your audience today. Look, I'm 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 laying this out what I've learned because I spent three years of my life rightfully uncovering what I believe is the biggest abuse of power, corruption, scandal in our history, and and we dotted every I and we crossed every T and we got everything right. Affirmed multiple times. Even the Washington Post can't stand by their their reporting on the Steele dossier. I don't know why the rest of the media didn't follow suit, but they didn't. You got caught up in the middle of this. Let's talk about it from your side. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it was the situation uh, when Russian collusion first broke into the open. I laughed and uh, I didn't take it seriously because I knew there was no such thing as Russian collusion. Uh, then as the drumbeat started to grow louder and uh, stories started to leak out into the media about uh, from anonymous government sources about links between the Trump campaign and me and Russia, 
you know, I started to see a pattern that caused me concern, but still, because I knew there was no tr- no truth to it all, didn't alarm me. Uh, it wasn't until a special prosecutor was appointed that I realized this thing has gotten to be serious, regardless of whether it's true or not. I, I, I always was of the belief that if you were innocent, you didn't have anything to worry about. But frankly, from my personal experience, I discovered that unfortunately is not true anymore in the United States, especially if you supported and, uh, uh, and helped elect Donald Trump. You know, it's amazing if they would have listened if Nancy Pelosi and Muriel Bowser would have called up the 20,000 troops that, that Donald Trump asked for, January 6th wouldn't have happened. I mean, it's, it's but they won't even, the, the chairman of the committee said, Nancy is off limits. They don't want to get to the truth of what happened that day, because if they did, those would be the first people you call. Let me go into, the, let's start the night of your arrest and and we can work our way backwards and even move forwards whatever way you want but what happened you had just testified the day prior i believe before was the senate committee yeah that that was actually uh i we my lawyers and i fully complied with everything the senate and the house were were investigating uh and this was actually before the special prosecutor was uh was appointed and uh or actually right after the special prosecutor was appointed and uh, even though i was totally cooperating the next day, the next day after my appearance with the the senate staff i had 15 fbi agents with guns drawn uh you know, walking down the corner of my home unbeknownst to me at 6 a.m. in the morning uh conducting a no knock in, in uh in uh uh, search of my my personal property. Why they had to do that? There was no reason other than they were trying to intimidate me. Why? This was a tactic that I had read about in Sidney Powell's book, uh, License to Lie, that Weissman used in his prosecutions is to scare targets of his, not that who he's actually after, but who he wants to get to go, to help him go after the people he targeted. So it was apparent to me from that day forward that Weissman's uh, focus on me was a means to his end, and his end really was the president. Uh, again, I was concerned for the president because I knew there was nothing there. There was no Russian collusion. Uh, there were no. There was no evidence of even uh, of even hearsay kind of uh, coordination. Uh, and in fact, of course, as the your work and the work of others uh, exposed, it was the Clinton campaign who was dealing with the Russians through. Uh, through Christopher Steele and uh, Infusion GPS. Uh, but that morning, you know, literally 15 FBI agents were in my home at 6 a.m., guns drawn, telling me to raise my hands and get out of bed. I mean, it's pretty unbelievable. The only thing missing was those CNN cameras, and I, I'm, I'm sure they would have gotten them there if they could. Um, so then this long nightmare in your life begins, and, you know, walk us through the process because and and I know you can't reveal it all until the book comes out and and the manuscript I think is now in the editing phase and and then will be printed um and if people want a first edition it's it's on amazon.com um and I would ask you to explain from that day forward how things went with your life and most specifically with Mueller and Mueller's team. You you told me last night something that surprised me, and that is you only saw Robert Mueller once briefly, and you never had words with Robert Mueller. No, Robert Mueller was not a part of my case, other than his name was on the uh, 
the doormast. Uh, I, when I did see him, he was, I was uh, over at the special prosecutor's office, and he was walking down the corridor. He looked at me, and this is like a year into the special prosecutor's uh, uh, existence, and he looked at me, he didn't know who I was. I mean, and so that told me everything I needed to know, that, that he was not running the show as far as I was concerned. Uh, By the way, he did not do well when he testified. He had a little bit of Joe Biden-itis. He didn't even know what Fusion GPS was. wasn't even a trick question. He didn't know. Uh, you know, I saw that. And, uh, but, I mean, uh, even Andrew Weissman, who was leading the investigation, he didn't have any facts. He had a narrative. It was his narrative. Uh, you would read about it in the press. But there, was no, there, was, there were no facts behind his narrative. It was what he thought and wanted it to be. And, and frankly... Uh, the reason he came after me at first was to get Trump, and then he, when he realized he couldn't get to Trump from me because there was nothing to get, then he uh, doubled down and wanted me to spend the rest of my life in prison. And by the way, even suggesting as long as 24 years, which is an obscene amount for what they were charging you with, let's talk about the time that you spent talking to, I assume, the lead lead uh, what the New York Times described as uh, Mueller's pit bull, Andrew Weissman. By the way, did you see that Weissman came out uh, and and thinks that you might be violating your plea deal, even though you've got a full pardon uh, by writing a book? He doesn't want you to write this book, apparently. He can't. He certainly doesn't want me writing the book. Uh, you know, he, he, he can't help himself. He knows, in fact, that there's no restriction anymore of me writing this book and publishing it. Uh, but he can't help himself. Uh, and, I, and is he concerned? I think he is concerned because some of the things I'll be talking about in the book are going to make it clear that his objective was not to find justice but to, conform, to do injustice. And, uh, and when he couldn't get his way, you know, when he was with me, he went after Stone. I mean, he did the same thing to Roger Stone that he did to me. I mean, it was just, I mean, and I guess, you know, Roger was second up, but he, you know, because I didn't give Weissman anything, Roger had to go through the same miserable experience. Uh, and, and again, they got nothing from Roger either because there was nothing to get. Quick break, more with Paul Manafort. He is coming out with his new book soon. He's given us a preview, Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, but Not Silenced. Uh, Amazon.com, Hannity.com. Soon, we'll let you know when. Bookstores everywhere. I want to remind you, both ladies and gentlemen, with the new year upon us, thanks to our friends at Chamonix and Genucel, you can look 5, 10, 15 years younger during the final week of the Genucel New Year's clearance event. Now, you save over 60% off Genucel's hand-picked, most popular package to care for all of your skin needs. And you'll see those fine lines, forehead wrinkles, sagging jawline, bags, puffiness under your eyes just disappear. It works for men. It works for women. It's safe for all skin types and perfect for skin of any age. Linda loves it. I sure do. And let me tell you something. I use it every day. It is 10 degrees here in the Eastern Block. We need Chamonix. We need GenuCell.com. I advise (laughs) everybody to go. All right. GenuCell promises results or your money back guaranteed. And right now, you'll get GenuCell's top-selling rare mineral spa package absolutely free when you check out. So in other words, you can enjoy a luxury spa quality treatment with a world-class cleanser, microdermabrasion scrub in the comfort of your own home. Go to GenuCell.com, enter the promo code SEAN35 at checkout. You get an added discount, and all orders today is upgraded to free priority shipping. 
GenuCell.com to look your best from our friends at Chamonix. Exposing the Pelosi Party's chaos and corruption all day, every day. This, this is the Sean Hannity Show. Manafort, as he continues to tell us his story, political prisoner persecuted, prosecuted, but not silenced. So let's talk about what would go on. How would these sessions go go down? I mean, you would be sitting with, I guess, Weissman and probably others, I'm guessing, and they would be wanting you to say certain things and they'd be offering you certain things in exchange, for example. Um, I look at it like Sammy the Bull Gravano murders 19 people or 20 people, whatever the number is, and and he gets in the witness protection program, does not no jail time as a result of it because he, he said what the FBI wanted him to say about uh, John Gotti. Now, that if it's one's freedom for a murderer is something of great value. So, you know, how are you going to uh, move a whole case uh, based on the testimony of a of known murderer uh, that you're giving freedom to? Not exactly the most credible witness in my eyes, but but that's how the system works. When they sat you down, did they offer you a quid pro quo? There were there were inferences and promises that, uh, that if I was cooperating with them, uh, they would seek leniency on my behalf. Uh, and to so them, cooperating was agreeing to a narrative that wasn't true. And, would uh, and would I, they be uh, telling you the narrative? Would they say, didn't this really happen? Didn't Donald Trump really work with Putin or whatever they would be asking you? Well, I, I actually go through it in the book, so the kind of Q and A that we went through. But there would be there would be scenarios that were posited, and uh, and I would disagree with them, and uh, timetables that I would disagree with, and uh, uh, in conversations that I would disagree with, and you know, again, I get into all this in the book, um, but it's uh, it was very unpleasant because I'm in a situation where uh, I'd have to lie to give them what they want. And by not lying, uh, they came after me even harder. And uh, it, it was... Was it uh, very clear to you that if you told them what they wanted to hear about Donald Trump, that your freedom was 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 pretty much going to be assured or you, your your sentence would be very, very low? Uh, they, 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 there was you know, statements to the fact that uh, you know, if I cooperated, that they would not be coming after me as hard as they ended up coming after me. Um, and, uh, you know, we never got to define that moment, uh, because we never got to that moment. Uh, but you knew what they wanted you to say. What were they looking for you to say? Yeah, I mean, they, they had a narrative, and again, I'll get through this in the book, that had uh, the president involved with me and others uh, in, in colluding with, uh, with Russians, which was absurd. And uh, it, it, I don't know if they. By the way, you know, I will tell you when you're looking at the rest of your life in prison, and they just want you to say one thing, and then you can get your freedom back, or maybe only get a year instead of 25 years. That's a pretty tempting offer. 
Well, it's just not who I am. I, I mean, I wasn't going to lie to uh, uh, to to do that. I mean, and once you start down that road, it's a slippery slope. I mean, who knows where you end up? And there was no way I was going to do that. Uh, and I'd made it clear in the beginning to my lawyers who had made it clear to Weissman, but you know, Weissman's got a tra- pretty good track record of breaking people. Talk and, to me uh, about prison. What was prison life like? You spent near, nearly a year in in solitary confinement. I think they were trying to break you myself, just as an outside observer. And what was life generally like in prison? Yeah, it, it was exactly that. They were trying to break me. I mean, I was in an 8 by 10 cell. I mean, no windows. Uh, I couldn't tell if it was day or night. No clock. So I couldn't even, I, mean, I had, to, I had to, to tell time by by the uh, when the meals were being served uh, as to uh, what, what time of the day it was. Uh, and, and, it was and it was very disorienting. Uh, and I had to really draw into myself and my family and my faith and uh, and my confidence that uh, that uh, the the right things would happen. Hopefully, if, if I, but I was not. Yeah, you know, it was not. A how certainty. how did the prison population treat you? Because oftentimes they they don't like political people. Well, I had no problem with the, the population of the prison. They 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 admired the fact that I was not a rat. But I had not lied to help myself. And, uh, All right, stay with that thought. Let me. I'm going to hold you over a little bit, if you don't mind, for the next break. Uh, Paul Manafort is with us. His book will be coming out soon. Uh, you can get it on Amazon.com, uh, Hannity.com. Pretty soon, bookstores everywhere. We'll let you know when it gets released. Political prisoner, persecuted, prosecuted, but not silenced. More with Paul Manafort. We'll get to your calls. Final half hour coming up. 800-941-SHAWN is our number as we continue. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. On a calm October night, Michael and his wife, they were just out for a walk in their neighborhood when their life got flipped upside down, or just like yours could be. Now, Michael was attacked by a homeless woman who stabbed him multiple times before he was able to restrain her and waited for law enforcement to arrive. But what happens next is why our partners at the USCCA exist. Now, while Michael was in the hospital, a detective literally charged him with assault. Now, this is the new America that we're living in. Luckily, Michael was a USCCA member just like me. He used his training, his education, and his self-defense liability insurance to stay out of jail and save his family from potential bankruptcy. If you want to learn proven ways to deter criminals, defend your family, avoid legal trouble, just go to uscca.com slash Hannity right now. You'll put in your email. You'll get a free guide put together by the USCCA and the former head of training for the FBI. Just go to uscca.com slash Hannity today. 
All right, 25 till the top of the hour. A few more moments, and then we'll get to your calls. 800-941-SEAN with uh, Paul Manafort. Uh, He's given us a little preview. He's been writing a new book. It'll be coming out shortly. When it does, we'll have a a more extended interview with more details. Political prisoner, persecuted, prosecuted, but not silenced. Uh, It's on Hannity.com, Amazon.com, and we'll let you know when it's in bookstores everywhere. We were talking about time in prison, Uh, probably the last place you ever thought you'd be in life. Um, so you, you end up in, in prison. They put you in solitary confinement. What was it? Nine, 10 months straight. Yeah. 10 months. Yeah. And that's 23 hours in, in your prison cell without a window. You don't know if it's day or night. And then you get what, an hour out in the yard, uh, uh an hour out one, twice a week, not a, every hour a day. Twice. So twice a week. Now at that point, I remember seeing you at a court hearing and you were in a wheelchair. And apparently, you, I, I had read that you were suffering from health problems, gout among them, which I hear is very painful. But what was that like? Uh, it was no fun. I mean, it, it, I've always been a healthy person and never had any gout or anything like that. But the diet was so bad in prison that uh, I asked for a diabetic diet, even though I wasn't a diabetic, figuring it would be less, less salt and, and richness in the food. And I was told not to bother because the only difference between the two diets was the less food in the in the diabetic one. So that didn't solve my problem. So I was forced, really, to uh, not eat very much because it, it was causing the inflammation and causing the pain. And uh, when I had to go to court, I, I had to use a wheelchair because I literally couldn't walk. Wow. What was now, the, what was the kind of what was the food like? Was it chicken? Was it steak? Was uh, you know I'm not expecting well, you got the the best gourmet food there. No, a lot of times I didn't know really what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I, we can laugh now. I'm sure it wasn't fun then. No, it wasn't. But you know, you, you, the way I approached all of it. I mean, you sit back now and you think of the horror of it. But I just decided I couldn't let this treatment get to me, and I wouldn't. And uh, because if I did capitulate to it, then Weissman was winning, and I wasn't going to let that happen. How did you occupy your time then? uh, I I was able to get books. I read a lot of books. Uh, Yeah, I read the Bible as a history book. I'd never read it as a history book before. And uh, and I found that very informative. And uh, and then I was keeping notes. I mean, I was able to get some paper and keeping notes. And then later on... uh, uh, after about three or four months, I was able to get a transistor radio, the old Sony transistor radios. It, uh, yeah, wow. Frankly, you and Mark Levin and, and Rush got me through those times because that was my connection to the outside world, was that radio. And I would listen to your show, and, uh, listen to uh, Levin. And to, would would uh, you listen to nine hours of radio most days That once you got the radio? There were days I did that, yes, just because... <laughs> Uh, well, listen, I hope I hope you heard me talking about you a lot because we talked about you a lot. No, I did. And I appreciate it. And frankly, that's part of the thing that gave me courage and confidence that in the end, the right things would happen. I, you know, Weissman liked to say that I had a commitment from the president not to be pardoned, to be pardoned. I never had a commitment, but I had a belief that he'd do the right thing. I mean, I talked about we, that in the book. We learned later when they released text messages between the two of us um, that apparently, what did they think that I was sending secret telepathic messages like from Donald Trump to you? I'm like, what's wrong with these people? Uh, yeah, they, they, they showed me some of our emails for the first time. I said, well, you don't have to read these emails. Just watch them on TV because he says exactly. on TV. 
So it became a big deal, um, and fake news CNN and MSDNC, you know what their commentary was? Oh, my gosh. It, it sounds just like his monologues. He really believes this, <laughs> which made me think, yeah, I believe it. Do you not believe what you say? Yeah, well, they know better than to believe what they say because it's not true usually. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, was there a low point? Was there a moment you said, I, this, this just sucks. I can't take this. Yeah, well, not I can't take this, but the low points were my wife's, uh, my wedding anniversary, uh, my 40th and 41st wedding anniversaries in jail. Uh, you know, my wife's birthday, my kids' birthdays. Uh, I had two grandkids at the time. I went in there three when I came out, and, and not being able to be with them in their you know early years. I mean, that, that's what was tough. Um, but I have a good, fa- strong family. They were there for me. My wife would dr- drive uh, twelve hours uh, every week to see me, six hours b- over and six hours back. It, uh, it 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 got me through it. I mean, the family and faith and believing that. You know, things would turn out in the end because it was not, this just wasn't right. But it concerns me because I now see a Biden administration creating a domestic terrorism unit uh, to go after Americans who don't agree with uh, with, with them on things. They, they, this January 6th farce that, uh, that plays into, you know, from the very same people who never recognized Donald Trump's victory and did everything they could to destroy his presidency because they didn't like the fact that he won. Uh, you know, so I mean, I am concerned about our future, and uh, and I talk about these things in the book because the book is more than just my life in prison and illegal. It talks about the Trump campaign, it talks about some of the important decisions that were made that I was a part of, and talks about the Trump administration and what the president was able to accomplish in comparing it to where we are today, and why elections make a difference. And uh, uh, you know, it's so. It, uh, and these were things that I was able to sort of build on when I was in solitary confinement, listening to you and to Levin and to, uh, to Rush. And, uh, uh, it, it, it got me through. Unbelievable. Well, the book is uh, I, I can't wait to read it. And I know you you're you're not saying a lot of what's in it for all the right reasons, um, because you want to tell the story in full when the time is right. Uh, giving us a preview, though, has been fascinating and, and interesting. It's called Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, But Not Silenced. Paul Manafort, when that book comes out, we can't wait to have you. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Sean. I really appreciate it. Have a good day. You too. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, back to the other breaking news of the day. This did not surprise me. Linda, I predicted that this was going to be what the, the vote is and the Supreme Court uh, ruling uh, that came out today. What did I say the moment Joe Biden gave his vaccine mandate speech? There I said was going this to go- be a slew of lawsuits. I did. What did I predict? I said they're going to split the baby here. I said it's going to. And what did I say? I said it was going to be six three. Um, so I, I, I but it's hard to predict based on oral arguments. But we ended up being right. It was kind of so obvious in this case. It was. Um, I don't know what you mean by that. I don't think it's obvious at all. I mean, we saw Sotomayor and Breyers literally lie at, on sitting on the dais of the Supreme Court. It's I, an I, embarrassment. No, I don't think they lied. I think they didn't know what the hell they're talking about. I nah, think there's a I, difference. I think I mean, they get fed a, like a list, right? And instead of doing their own research, like how many hours you spend researching in the morning, right? We start talking right. like five in the morning and then we spend the whole day doing research, right? 
and mm-hmm. you do your own research. Nobody's sitting there reading it for you. I don't think these knuckleheads spent more time reading their own research. I think somebody handed them a sheet, a list, and they said what was on it, and they just read it off because no one could read that and say this makes sense. It doesn't make any sense. And quite frankly, I was saying this the other day to the Attorney General Bernovich's office and Landry. I said, are they going to correct the record? I mean, these are bold-faced lies that are now on Supreme Court I, I just records. disagree with your term lie. I honestly, when, when Breyer says, we just had 750 million people uh, get the virus this week, I just think he didn't know. I mean, we only have a population of 350 million, or or was it, I think it was Sotomayor that said 100,000 children. I mean, she just doesn't know what she's talking They don't know what they're talking about. But that's even more scary. So now these two people sit on the Supreme Court of the United States making... You yeah. know, rules about legislation and and things that are going to affect generations of Americans. Well, it's unbelievable. What do you it's think? It's pretty of scary. I'll tell you what else is scary. Paul Manafort's story is scary. And and this is why I've been so disappointed um, when the inspector general's report finally came out and that took forever. And it corroborated all of the reporting that that we did on this show and on Hannity, the TV show. And, it, you know, and our ensemble cast that worked so hard and the referrals that were in there and the low hanging fruit. And we still have next to almost nothing from Durham. I cannot fathom why that is possible. How do you refer people for the exact same allegations that, you know, that led to pre-dawn raids for people like Roger Stone and Manafort and others? Uh, they put that that poor He's a kid to me. He's a great guy. Uh, Papadopoulos, they put him in jail for, what, two weeks. Remember the discussion I had with him in the studio that day? Yep, I remember. Because he, he's like, I'm going to challenge this. I'm like, no, you're not. Don't do it. I said, anybody can do two weeks. I said, you're going to run the risk that you're going to do two years. Don't do it. And he listened to me. I didn't want to give him that advice. Um, and, and they got through it. But it's just unbelievable here. Also, by the way, it's heartbreaking to see that our fellow Americans don't have their own constitutional rights and that people don't care because they politicize something that doesn't even really exist. Yeah. Um, Anyway, 800-941-SEAN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. All right. Let's go to our phones here as we say hi to let's see. Dwayne is in Massachusetts. Dwayne, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Sean? I'm good, sir. Glad you called. Um, I just wanted to say thank you from the top uh, for what you do. I um, I'm a, uh, from the class of '84, and my first Christmas, last Christmas gift my mother gave me was a, a Rush Limbaugh book uh, when I was graduating high school. So it kind of wow. set me on a course to be a fan of yours and Rush and Mark Levin, and and I actually spoke to Rush once. So I just want to say thank you. I can do both. I can imitate both. Which one do you like better? Sean Hannity um, is filling in later this week. That's Rush. <laughs> or yeah, I can right. do Levin. I'll say it. Nobody else will say it. There. Oh, you I might said it. Colin, ventriloquist. I love it. All right. I which one? It. Which one do you like better? Or I can do Bill Clinton. Uh, I want to uh, say to all the hot chicks out there in Hannity Land, if you ever need a tour of the Hannity Studio, I'll give you a personalized tour. Oh man, I'll book you for a tour. Sounds like that'll work. Uh, you <laughs> which, well, which one do you like the best? That's my question. A, B, or C? Uh, uh, Rush. Really? By the way, how much Rush. do we miss his voice, man? I know, man. I uh, mean, I, I think he's the last person I cried for when they passed. But the reason why I called in, sir, um, is because I spent about forty, forty-five years in the music industry, and I'm not going to drop names, but I worked with A-listers uh, across the board. And one thing I noticed about the left is that. 
they deployed the same strategies that we used to use to market some of the biggest records uh, that ever, um, you know, on, on the planet. And they used it to uh, brainwash uh, the next generation uh, to the point where I'm an African-American and I'm actually a minister now. But um, And they use the same uh, uh, tactics of uh, repetition, whether you're lying or not, keep saying it anyway. Whether you're lying or not, if it's not misinformation, keep saying it anyway. And eventually someone's going to believe it. It's just like uh, with certain uh, recording artists that you know they can't sing, they can't rap, they suck. But what happens is that when people play it anyway, because money's behind it, then it'll make some folks think, well, this must be hot. By the way, I know this to be true because I know too many people in the music industry in, in, so and on the radio side in particular. I know it's everything you're saying yeah, is so true. Exactly saying. You, you, you're yeah. cracking me up because and you're right in your analysis. That it's the exact same tactics. Look, Democrats yeah. have a book and I say mm-hmm. it, it. I used to say every two and four years, Republicans are racist, sexist. Uh, xenophobic, mm-hmm. homophobic, Islamophobic. Right. Now it's transphobic. They want dirty mm-hmm. air water and to kill grandma and grandpa after after only feeding them dog and cat food. OK, now mm-hmm. they say it every day. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Joe Biden playing the race card the other day. Uh, you know, it's, it's just standard fare for liberals in the media mob. And like, Dick Durbin even yeah. acknowledged, yeah, he might have gone too far. I'm like, yeah, yeah you think. But, yeah, you know, that that's yeah. the world we live in. All right. Uh, drop drop some names. I want to know who who did you work okay. with. Well, my my family pedigree: Tina Turner, uh, cousin, wow. Edie King, my uncle. Um, I was music director for New Edition, Ralph Tresman for years. Um, wow! And um, I for uh, work with Maurice Style. We did New Kids on the Block, and 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 my thing is, I me being a conservative, I always wondered why I couldn't find money on the right side of the aisle that. On the left side, you know, they're willing to put up the money to, to back some of these artists and get them spun because once they do it, they know they can control the narrative because if someone's paying for your masters, then, of course, they get to influence what you say, even if you're not really on board with that. You know what I mean? I feel sorry yeah. for musicians. They, they sign yeah. these deals. They're all excited. They get a record deal, and they don't read yeah. the fine print, and they get the, financially they get destroyed. Um, yeah. I hate that yeah. that happens to really talented artists. Like Even what happened with Taylor Swift, this guy, you know, bought out her library i'm like really that that was pretty crappy thing to do in my opinion all right thanks man appreciate it call back again all right my friend i will thank you bye-bye all right Dwayne. thank you 800-941-SEAN our number hey if you want a firearm that is easy to transport you got to check out the u.s survival rifle from our friends at henry repeating arms now it is a portable rifle that you can put together take apart in just minutes And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in. It's so small, you can store it pretty much anywhere, and it's light enough to carry everywhere. Now, it comes in black and two different camo patterns, and you can pick one up for three to four hundred bucks, depending on the finish. Check out their videos. Go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order their free catalog. Now, Henry makes more than 200 rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, henryusa.com, get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com, free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle.